Letter 119 of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends, edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. To Charles Brown, Winchester, September 23rd, 1819. Now I am going to enter on the subject of self. It is quite time I should set myself doing something and live no longer upon hopes. I have never yet exerted myself. I am getting into an idle-minded, vicious way of life, almost content to live upon others. In no period of my life have I acted with any self-will but in throwing up the apothecary profession. That I do not repent of. Look at Reynolds. If he was not in the law, he would be acquiring by his abilities something towards his support. My occupation is entirely literary. I will do so, too. I will write on the liberal side of the question for whoever will pay me. I have not known yet what it is to be diligent. I purpose living in town in a cheap lodging and endeavoring for a beginning to get the theatricals of some paper. When I can afford to compose deliberate poems, I will. I shall be in expectation of an answer to this. Look on my side of the question. I am convinced I am right. Suppose the tragedy should succeed. There will be no harm done. And here I will take an opportunity of making a remark or two on our friendship, and on all your good offices to me. I have a natural timidity of mind in these matters, liking better to take the feeling between us for granted than to speak of it. But good God, what a short while you have known me! I feel it a sort of duty to thus recapitulate, however unpleasant it may be to you. You have been living for others more than any man I know. This is a vexation to me, because it has been depriving you, in the very prime of your life, of pleasures which it was your duty to procure. As I am speaking in general terms, this may appear nonsense. You perhaps will not understand it. But if you can go over, day by day, any month of the last year, you will know what I mean. On the whole, however, this is a subject that I cannot express myself upon. I speculate upon it frequently. And believe me, the end of my speculations is always an anxiety for your happiness. This anxiety will not be one of the least incitements to the plan I purpose pursuing. I had got into a habit of mind of looking towards you as a help in all difficulties. This very habit would be the parent of idleness and difficulties. You see, it is a duty I owe myself to break the neck of it. I do nothing for my subsistence, make no exertion. At the end of another year you shall applaud me, not for verses, but for conduct. While I have some immediate cash I had better settle myself quietly, and fag on as others do. I shall apply to Hazlitt, who knows the market as well as anyone, for something to bring me in a few pounds as soon as possible. I shall not suffer my pride to hinder me. The whisper may go round, I shall not hear it. If I can get an article in the Edinburgh, I will. One must not be delicate nor let this disturb you longer than a moment. I look forward with a good hope that we shall one day be passing free, untrammeled, unanxious time together. That can never be if I continue a dead lump. I shall be expecting anxiously an answer from you. If it does not arrive in a few days, this will have miscarried, and I shall come straight to, before I go to town, which you, I am sure, will agree had better be done while I still have some ready cash." By the middle of October I shall expect you in London. We will then set at the theatres. If you have anything to gainsay, 
I shall be even as the deaf adder which stoppeth her ears. End of letter 119